0: Up, up, welcome to the show where we talk about nerd culture from a BPOV at Black POV. You can find us on Instagram at BLERdp You can find us on Facebook at B-L-E-R-D-U-P. and we are on Twitter God, I'm tired. And we are on Twitter at BLERdu. Also catch us on blur.com our partners. Awesome website full of nerdy content from a black cultural lens. I am your very disoriented host uh, Brendan. That I'm tired, and I'm joined by Sky. What's up? What's going on? What's going oh, on? Bro. And uh, Draper, what's up, bro? Hey, everyone! What's going on? Before we go on, I, I do want to give a shout out to um, to Blurred for making the New York Times. That's such a major win for us. Hey. I, I think it just it just goes to show you that, and this isn't always the case. I don't like these platitudes all the time, but if you keep working on your craft, someone will be watching. And the guys here know that at times I've thought about letting this show go, and it's you know it's a lot of work on top of everything that I had and have going on. But I'm very grateful to to you two, um, the folks who aren't on the show right now, and Blurred for being supportive and encouraging, and of course thanks to all the fans out there for listening and engaging with us as well as sharing our content. Uh, we we really can't do this without you, so thank you. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. Speaking of wins and growth, I haven't mentioned this to the crew yet, but I have some exciting news to share regarding an interview with an underground rap legend for a certain album's anniversary this year. Some of you all can do some digging and try to guess who this is, but I do think my rap blurs will definitely be hyped. We haven't completely finalized everything, so I don't want to jinx it, but things are are looking good. So watch the space. Big things are coming.
1: We're not. We're not going to get any. We're not going to get any spoilers. We're not going to get any breadcrumbs. Nothing. Nothing. Uh, That's it. Mm, That's it. Mm,
2: I feel like he gave you some crumbs.
1: I mean, yeah, it, but it's 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 you know, I guess life is hard, man. Life is hard. Okay, I'll 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 check for myself. It's a cold world out there. God, damn. All visit right. to keep us hanging like that. I like that. All right.
0: <laughs> well. <laughs> Speaking of big things, we're going to talk big about, things. Big things, what you know. We're going to talk about uh, Godzilla versus Kong today. We're going to talk about um, we're going to get caught up on Falcon and the Winter Soldier, and we're going to talk about the Invincible animated series. Very excited to get into that. Also, I didn't realize this, but the Mortal Kombat movie comes out in Korea two weeks ahead of America, so I'll be doing a show on that next week. So check it out it'll be a spoiler free and spoiler review sorry i guess you guys can't get down on that because it won't release where you are yeah i mean but yeah. that that was basically the same
2: kind of timeline as the godzilla versus kong right. it came out in korea earlier than it came
1: out in the u.s as well as is tradition and, and that's how you know that's i, I actually kind of missed that you know being in korea then getting all the getting all the, the tasty morsels first right
2: um I miss I miss going to the movie theater to be honest for mm.
1: sure oh please believe yeah
0: Yeah I remember both Avengers uh the first two Avengers films came out in Korea like a week and a half ahead of the states like okay. I watched it two I watched both of those films two or three times before they dropped in America
1: Yep yeah and it suited so Endgame Endgame came out before before a couple uh, of days a couple What was it, it was like a couple of days yeah. couple of days yeah it wasn't too there wasn't too much space with that with endgame and with uh what was infinity War, mm. right yeah they came out but you know i missed that honestly you know
0: there's so many people you know korea's getting a lot of a lot of the spotlight because of the k-pop and stuff and everyone's so excited to just be a part of that world all the dramas and i'm like i just i'm just excited to see these movies man <laughs> pretty much
1: yeah exactly i they can they can have all that i'm just i'm just down to get the movies before everybody else does so i don't have to worry about spoilers yeah
2: honestly when when these movies would come out because you know um a lot of the theaters will do the uh the midnight showings, or they'll do like um like eight a.m. Mm-hmm. showings and stuff like that. Yeah, I would always go for like the eight a.m. showings, even for like movies that mm-hmm. weren't that big, just so that I could go watch like a movie with like nobody yeah. in the theater. Yeah, you know before um before work or whatever else like that. So yeah, yeah I mean I, I definitely
0: missed the only that. time I did one of those late ones. I saw Age of Ultron at twelve, and that was like a two and a half hour movie. Yeah. And I went to bed about three three thirty. Had to wake up at seven. I slept through my alarm, and woke up about what a half hour before I had to to commute to my job. And I I did one of those those big Home Alone screams. Ah! Just I woke up all the neighbors. <laughs> I freaked out. But anyway, speaking of freaking out, so you went to work musty or something? Is that the I mean, the I, I, I ain't musty like that, brother. But I was, I was, I was okay. <laughs> <laughs> I was okay. I'm a nerd, you, but I'm not you, a musty you, nerd. You I'm have, not a musty nerd. You're not one of them. Nerds. I have a decent lining still. Um, I do wash and shave <laughs> and groom myself. So
1: he's microwave safe, I guess,
0: guys. <laughs> okay, let's uh, let's get to into the into the movie uh, Godzilla. Speaking of musty, King Kong versus Godzilla, the fourth movie.
1: <laughs> musty man man yo look hey you know boy i'm about to flam- i'm about to flambe this this motherfucker man oh my
0: I'm, god i'm very curious there's this has been i think in general this has been a really well received film i'm I'll, I'll be honest up front i'm a little mixed on this and maybe i'll land on it in a different way after we're done talking about it but for those who don't know this is the fourth the fourth movie in this monster verse from Warner Brothers. We are going to spoil this film. So if you haven't seen it and you do want to see it, you don't want to get spoiled. Listen to the podcast after this. Sky and I really enjoyed the last film. We saw this together, uh, King of the Monsters. Yeah, that's right. And I was really looking forward to this one. That's I right. I kind of had moderate expectations. I wasn't like super hyped, but... I definitely knew that I would be getting some grand spectacle. And I actually saw this movie. We were talking about seeing movies ahead of time. I saw this movie before everyone on the largest IMAX screen in the world. And I wanted to do a solo review like Tenet, but I just wanted to have a break. But I didn't realize, however, how high people were for this movie, considering the lackluster box office of the previous film. The budget for Godzilla King of the Monsters was one hundred and seventy million dollars, but it only made a hundred and ten domestic and three hundred and eighty seven million worldwide. With this new movie, it has the best single day gross during the pandemic. It is estimated to have the best three day opening in the coronavirus era, beating Wonder Woman eighty-four, and it is on track to have the biggest opening weekend during the pandemic which is a very different reaction from the previous film.
2: I just believe the circumstances of just like everybody being cooped up for so long. And then like, now we've, we've got like some people with vaccine. Now we've got like, you know, certain protocols with, with like, you know, mask wearing and theaters have like maybe found a way to kind of figure it out or something. So um, yeah, I, I think it all just has everything to do with with the circumstances and not necessarily like, you know, saying anything about the film itself. True.
0: Right. It's it's not really about the opening. Opening is about was it what, is, what did they say? Opening is a reflection of hype and marketing, whereas the second weekend, the third weekend is where we really see how well received the film is. I said it on the previous show, but these films are like The Fast and the Furious you're not really there for the story you're there for the action and the spectacle that being said i think sky is at that at that point there are certainly better fast and furious films than others like they're they're not all the same there's ones that deliver just enough spectacle to justify sitting through a 2 hour movie with a goofy plot and these monster films are no different that being said uh considering the main focus of these films these giant monsters I felt there was a better yeah. sense of groundedness with the first films, especially Kong, you know, set kind of during the Vietnam War. And I think even King of the Monsters, even though it was getting crazier, the plot was simple enough. eco terrorist free King Ghidorah, and chaos ensues, right? That's, that's it. There was some human drama, but it was negligible enough to just have fun watching these monsters fight. I felt like this movie, this new movie, was doing much more than the other films in good and bad ways. I think it also splits the perspectives more than the other films. And for me, the human drama was so heavy and silly in this new movie that I was kind of throwing my hands up in the air at my friend who's watching with me, maybe every 10 minutes, (laughs) I was physically kind of antsy waiting for the monsters to come back.
2: (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I would, I would just say that like, everybody all the you know actors and you know everything that were that were in this movie everybody was just a little bit extra you know and it seems like everybody was just like trying to like you know amp it up to like a level It's just like well you know like we're in a movie with king kong and godzilla we don't want to like like everyone was trying to upstage Mm. king kong and godzilla you know a little bit where it's just like Mm. um like the I don't know. Um, I, I liked some of the, you know, I liked all of the actors really. I mean, I'm not going to say I like all of their performances, but like all of those actors are generally people, generally people that I'm happy to see. Um, but yeah, it just seemed like it was a little bit like, and it might have just been the direction where like sure. the director was just like, no, we need it. We need to be a little bit more like this, you know, but the writing was bad, of course. And I'm always going to jump on that when I have an opportunity.
1: Oh, believe you know, you know what I'd like in this too. And, and you know, Drape's brings up a really good point. You know, this was a movie, and all of these movies are supposed to focus on the spectacle of the kaiju, right? It's, it's, that's what it is. It's what the genre is all about. But then you bring in a lot of these actors, and these actors are all trying to overact to the point where. You know, it, it it's mm-hmm. it sounds like the the writing was all done by Michael Bay, but all of the cinematography and all of the CGI was done by Vannet Hutzel, right? You get this dichotomy of really, really beautiful action sequences, really, really well done. It was gorgeous. Uh, uh, you know, anticipation and release when it comes to the the fight scenes and all of the CGI that was done. It was done beautifully. I think it was amazing. But the writing was, the, yeah, it was a gorgeous film, but the, as far as the CGI was concerned, right, the settings and the, the the way that a lot of it was set up to take place um, was great. But the writing was just so bad to me, to the point where, you know, since when do you get, you know, the, the, a, a Scarce scar that acted that bad? Tell me, like, I, and somebody help me out here because the scars guards are known for doing pretty good work and that's the worst i've ever seen a scars guard act and i and and i don't really put it put it on him as much as i put it on everybody else because it was just so it was so campy to the point where i was just like yo bring kong back bro like somebody get somebody get killed please somebody get killed I, I mean- because when anybody is talking the movie goes to shit
2: to the Skarsgård point, I, I just feel like Alexander is the least subtle of the Skarsgårds.
1: Sure. Yeah. Yeah, without a doubt.
0: I don't want to put too much on the actors. I think it's just the writing because we've all seen these actors in better right films and tv shows so and the right. direction i mean and like direction honestly yeah. I think yeah. that like
2: that has a lot to do with like the performances sure. right you can have a very good performer and the director's just like no that's not what i'm seeing i want you to do it more like this and the actor's like are you sure
0: all right and that sucks because it all starts with the black man in a podcast uh brian tyree henry paperboy plays bernie my guy and like he just wasn't well written He was he was, you know, jittery and mumbling to himself. I mean, it was fine. He he was fine, but I don't think he was really written well. And when put together with Millie Bobby Brown and her her friend, like that it was like two comedy reliefs that kind of kill each other out. Like they didn't need they didn't both need to be there. Sidebar, there's an article about Millie Bobby Brown, and you know how these I've talked about it before, these these media rollouts and the headline is about how she's never seen a Marvel, DC or Harry Potter film. She's only, you know, and she's kind of, she's kind of being like edgelord about it. Like I'm so cool. Like I haven't seen this. And she said, she wants to watch kind of annoying. Yeah. It's, it's like, you can't look down on Marvel when you're in Godzilla films. Come on.
1: on, Like at all, man, at all.
0: But it's like it's like that that drama
2: that they try to do at Comic Cons, like when you have like a DC panel and they're just like,
1: yeah, we don't watch
2: Marvel films, uh, you know, like that kind of like energy. And it's kind of whack if you're like a part of a a, a cinematic universe and you're just like, we don't watch. A, like, what is this? The Bloods and the Crips, man? Come on. Right.
1: Yeah, it's like, okay, like, who who said are you repping, right? Like, that's, I get it. Like, you want to, you want to put something out there that gets you a little bit of buzz and gets people talking because, again, you know, we're in the era of, you know, there's no such thing as bad publicity, right? All publicity is good publicity.
0: I forgot that Millie Bobby Brown is still 17 years old. I keep forgetting her age. I guess Drake has a similar problem. (laughs) Oh, (laughs) shots fired. Pew, 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 pew. pew. (laughs) Blackout, yeah. black <laughs> Man's
1: DMs oh. is just
0: mad young. <laughs>
1: yeah, we got, yeah. We're we, we finna have a Twitter problem real soon. Anyway,
0: let's get back to, to the movie. Their story is infiltrating the most high-tech, Stark Industries-level corporation in the world. And it's pretty much like Scooby-Doo, how easy it is for them to get into these places. The, if it wasn't <laughs> for you pesky kids, I would have got away with it. The writing and hand-waving... Are so egregious that I just honestly just started checking out whenever they were on the screen. If the movie doesn't care, I don't care, yeah. and unfortunately, this movie doesn't care quite a bit.
1: Not one brass yeah. ass at
0: all. Um, and again, and that's one of those things where I think it's mm-hmm. I think it's kind of the coming to America thing where it's again, it's like, well, what do you expect? And I'm like, Ugh. I mean, I've seen four of these now, and they were they yeah. were you know. Not deep movies, but they weren't outright balls to the wall, silly as this. Yeah, I I've, I I kind of hate
2: what they've done with Julian Dennison as an actor because he started out like so promising with like the hunt for the wilder people, you know. Um, but again, you've got Taika Waititi writing that. And so the writing is going to be on point and the direction is going to be on point sure. and everything as well uh but yeah i mean i mean like deadpool and this and like everything that i've seen him in like post you know hunt for the wilder people i've just been kind of like oh man you're you're like pushing this kid in the wrong direction
1: mm. well you know that's 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 the point that i wanted to come to is the fact that there were a lot of very thin red line like danger zone tropes now they didn't go over the the edge right they and and I wouldn't say that they sure? that a lot of these char- characters well not to the point where it was like okay that's a red card right but there's definitely some yellow card moments and overall I would give a lot of the way that they wrote the POCs in this film How many I yellow cards a equal yellow
2: card. a red card again
1: Uh that would be two yeah two so you know it equals out right <laughs> but that's that was, that was one of my major problems, was just like, mm, I'm not feeling that, like I'm not with it, you know what I mean? I think
0: to the film's credit, it is the shortest film of the four, at, I think it's an hour and 53 minutes, and I think it's paced, it's paced well enough that it doesn't slow down too much right yeah. when you're really about to scratch your head about what's going on. I mean, really, I threw my hands up a number of times, but... Just the next scene happened, so I just had to roll with it. I had no chance to really hold on to what I was confused about. It just keeps going. What I do like about this film is that it does incorporate Kong into the story with the humans, as opposed to the humans just acting kind of independent of the monsters. And Kong is the heart of the movie, and his relationship with this young girl, Gia, played by Katie Hoddle. She's a 10-year-old deaf actress, and this was her first time in a movie. I thought she was great, given what she had.
1: Yeah, she did a good job. She was probably the best live actor in that entire film, as far as how she was yeah. written, to be honest. And, and that's my 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 honest-to-goodness take, was that she, you know, the way that she was able to emote, the way that she really kind of put visibility on, you know, how good and how great you can do um, when you do have a disability a, a mm. such as that, and turn it into an amazing ability um that takes a lot of talent kudos to her
2: i i I noticed that um there's another uh deaf uh child actor that uh was in that movie with um uh You know the married couple emily blunt and john krasinski the silent a quiet place you know kind of movie where you oh
1: yeah 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 yeah, the quiet place yeah Yeah. the quiet place
2: uh and like i noticed that they they emote so much more with like Mm. their face you know because like um You know, that's a huge part of, you know, various sign languages around the world. It's just like, you know, just being able to use your face while you're signing and everything else like that. And I think that like for Mm -hmm. her, just the expressions on her face were so kind of like communicative and it
0: was, it was really dope. Yeah. But of course, this movie is about the monsters. So let's get to them. The studio continues to deliver impressive skill for these monsters. The aircraft care scene was one of the most showcased in the trailers, but It was honestly the least impressive to me. It it was kind of snooze for me
2: uh, just because um, it looks good and it looks great. But like I'm watching it on my computer screen. I'm watching it on HBO Max, right? Um, And so like honestly, a lot of the action scenes like – I kind of like turn away and just like I do something else because like while the action is going on, I'm just waiting to see how it gets resolved and how the story gets kind of advanced one way or the other. Right. Mm -hmm. We're going to have this huge action thing, you know at this point in the movie it's not like the fine, i mean it's not like the end you know basically but you know there's more to come so like oh let's see how this kind of gets resolved and, and how this is so like i'm not i for a lot of action even fast and the furious which i love um, i just tune out some of the like heavy action and just turn away for a bit because it's just like you know i feel like especially american filmmakers don't um, produce the most intelligible action um, I think uh, U- European action is a lot more intelligible, to be honest.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'd, I'm I'm with that. I'd, I'd like, yeah, I like action. I, I'm just going to put that out there that I love action films. I absolutely adore them. But to, to Draper's point, I'm in agreement that the way that America does action is the way that America tends to do fast food. And, and, and it's large, grandiose. Probably not that great for the health of the people that are involved in the stunts, and it is very, very expansive, right? <laughs> um, very, very expansive to the point where it's it's a spectacle, right? And, and it's it's all spectacle all the time, right? There's no there's no exposition. It's just like here, blacka 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 blacka. Somebody's dead. Hero turns away. Explosion next scene right mm. um but with this with this I, i'm 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 gonna say that seeing it in the theater which i did i could see how draper feels where when you're watching it on a small screen it the spectacle is not as intense or it doesn't come across the same it doesn't um because the the sequences are very large in scale so you need that screen and that's and, and i don't I think, think that, 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 that's, that's
0: not my complaint it's not during the aircraft care scene, there just wasn't a lot for Kong to do to really showcase his talents because he was barely on land and he was in the water, which isn't really where gorillas <laughs> can fight well. It wasn't until we got to Hong Kong where we saw Kong really showcase what he could do. I really started to see their different fighting styles. I and, mean, of course, Godzilla in the water. Sure. he it can be in the water so that that helps out necessarily as far as how it can stalk and traverse sure. But in the actual battle, I thought the fight in Hong Kong was the real payoff. Um, and then too, again, the other films were more grounded, you know, Kong fights on an Island, uh, sure. Godzilla and, and Ku are fighting in cities, you red flies up and drops him down whatever you can understand that them jumping around on these giant aircraft carriers for me i was just waiting for them to just sink through the boats because they're so large like how are they physically not buckling under the weight and power of these tides especially two at the same time on one it would be like if me and sky were fighting on the top of a children's like kitty raft you know uh, <laughs> in a swimming pool it's like we're just going to sink it, it just doesn't make sense to me so it kind of took it took me out it took me out a little bit when I watched
1: so you're saying the the some of the some of the the realistic physics where there's a lot of liberty taken with physics is what you're saying
0: it was the physics of it and it was just that Kong wasn't really doing anything impressive to me at that time Whereas in Hong Kong, he's he's doing yeah, like parkour that. off of the buildings. He's he's you can see him formulating strategy using the tool, you know, the axe that was in, in the trailer. There's just he was just doing more, yeah. and even on an emotional right. level, there was more emotion in that fight. Godzilla had, even though Godzilla isn't like a strategist or really like a, he is still a character. And even in the in the Kong, Hong Kong fight, he was he was smirking. Uh, I mean, he was trying to make Kong literally say "uncle" at at one point. There's there was just there was just more yeah. in that fight, I believe, than the aircraft carrier scene. Sure,
1: I I, I, I can understand that. I can understand that. But let's in in you know to to piggyback on that and what you were saying about you know a lot more of the personality that you saw in you know both Kong and and in Godzilla in this film. That was probably one of the high points for me. Was how you know Kong became much more of a, a more fleshed-out character. There was more emotion, there was more personality put into, into how he was written, um, and how the CGI was done. Same for Godzilla, and and like you said, the Hong Kong fight really kind of showed that, especially when you know he, you know, Godzilla made Kong tap and he said, you know, I can end you right here. I'm trying to let you know I ain't got beef with you, Bodie. And then he backed off and continued on trying to go to, towards Apex, right? Towards the the stronghold. And I think that, that to me was the high point of the film, in my opinion, was how much more character that there was put into the, 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 the main, you know, the, the, the titular characters themselves.
0: And I do like that Kong was woven into the story with the humans more than the other films right? The other films are kind of like humans are just Mm -hmm. doing stuff out in the ether, and the the monsters are just doing whatever they want there, whereas the humans are actually interacting with Kong this time, guiding him, learning from him. They're helping each other, and I I appreciated that part of the the story, at least. A lot of it was silly. How many military helicopters can really carry that thing? Uh, The science of how much... How yeah. much does it take to really sedate this 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 animal? <laughs> I mean, just the sheer sheer yeah. tons of fluid. I it's just there's so many just silly things that I really try to just wave off. But because there was just so many well, you have even to. even, you know, this is not a secret, but the the whole hollow earth, there's just so many silly things that just kept stacking on top it's 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 like the monsters just stacking on top of of the aircraft carrier it's like i can hold a lot i can hold a lot i can suspend a lot of my disbelief but you all are really really pushing it and i think that's where the movie yeah took a dip for me sure i kind of watched it just like uh like a music video or
2: something where you're not really supposed to believe or you know anything that's going on it's just like oh well you know like we're just this is just something like a short, I mean, like it just went in one side of mm. my brain and out of the other where it's just like, you know what, it's just, this isn't the main reason why we're here is the science. Of course. You know, like yeah. I'm, I'm a little bit, you know, like I, I would, I would love to do more science fiction on this show. Uh, But, you know, like, honestly, like when it comes to the science of you know something like some action film or something else like that i'm i'm okay like i'm i'm okay just just kind of like i agree
0: uh, i just feel anything like that purports the purports to films be science fiction is going simpler. to get a, a, like they a tried much to explain less though. and they were doing less so right. whatever was silly oh I don't, come on they were trying to they were, i don't they, think, they were think this film tried about, about, to explain anything <laughs> that's kind about, of the point uh, the hollow earth and gravity inverts here for reasons like yeah, there's that they didn't give you there's a lot of reasons. there so i think said there was gravity just a inverts, lot inverts that's the hollow earth and, and then they like moved they on just told you what was happening and either you're gonna take it or not there was there was a part where where kong was was down and the way that they got him back on his feet was what head scratching i think the part where i was really done with the film was when apex scanned the power source at the core of the earth and then Simply emailed it up to the crust, and it got yes. it got duplicated. It was just instantly. like, bro, we just need the frequency. I was done. I was. You're letting these kids into your facility, like, like in Scooby Doo. I mean, whatever. It's kind of a kids movie. I didn't really look at the other films as oh, kids sure. films.
2: That also plays into uh what you were talking about earlier with the box office. You know, if you want a big box office. Make it a kids' movie make it a because kid's movie. people need to get their kids out of there. You know, people need to buy something to 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 make,
0: have their kids watch. True. You yeah. know, if it was only for adults, you'd probably have like a much smaller box True. office. I mean, Wonder Woman. I mean, is for kids, but it just didn't do as well. I just think people are just excited for this movie. I mean, there there are a lot of films. I don't think the DC extended universe is for kids. Kids, a oh, Wonder Woman. I think I think Wonder Woman, Aquaman, and Shazam are definitely kids films all right never mind the the, the rapey sexy time
1: rapey sexy Oh, uh, rapey sexy time. what
0: wonder oh, Woman 84? Yeah, yeah. oh oh well again yeah. oh i totally agree with you i told oh yeah i totally agree with you but i don't think kids care enough or they they don't understand that enough and i think even the director didn't care enough i mean because now that's a big deal but i don't think they had that that kind of foresight to understand like the repercussions so it happens
1: unless we were chilling with just weed behind the scenes but you know that's another story oof
0: oof <laughs> <laughs> all right i don't want to talk too much more about this movie um because yeah this is but there was a moment that i want to talk about and it just
2: threw back to uh that um when they when they teamed up, when they decided to team up in the in the Hong Kong, you know, fight or whatever, it just reminded me of like Lord of the Rings, where it's just like, never thought I'd die beside an elf, and it's just like, what about dying beside a friend?
0: And it's like, I I could do that. It was just very it was just very WWE like BVS, right? I mean, these are these are these mortal enemies, and there wasn't really a Martha moment, but they had to team up to fight this, you know, this doomsday. Doomsday creation it's is the same.
2: I also noticed that they had like a a predator, you know, pull out the spinal cord, you know, like
0: hold up the the skull trophy, you know, kind of scene. Yeah, there were some really cool moments yeah. in that. So it's just him grabbing the axe. Godzilla radiating it. Like that that was such a satisfying end I thought. People may disagree with me, but I'm a bit mixed on this movie. I don't think the action was particularly noteworthy until the third act, even though it was really fun. But the human drama was the goofiest of the four films. If you're a fan of this franchise, of course you're going to watch it. But I do worry that we're getting to a point where if the new movie comes out, it's not going to be worth seeing as opposed to just watching clips on YouTube.
1: No, I, I won't even. I won't even pull any punches. And I told you the year before we even did this podcast that I'm not pulling punches with this movie. We're we're on the nice edge in teetering over oblivion when it comes to overall box office ability for these movies for people that actually care. I mean, you know, I understand what they're trying to do because you know you're handed a budget, you're handed a a property that has. Overall bought people out and it, and it continues to to, you know, piggyback on the success of the other ones. I think that, like you said, the, the first three were not bad. I think that Skull Island really was like, oh, OK, this could be promising if they do this. Right. But then they took this turn down the wrong alleyway and crashed straight into a dumpster for, for me. It, it's this shit is certified rotten, in my opinion. The only thing that you could say is redeemable about this is the third act, and that to me is not even worth the price of admission. It's not because you can you can go and see that on YouTube. You can go and get that clip on YouTube, and if you got a decent pair of earphones, you'll get the whole surround sound experience. Don't waste your money if you ain't seen this yet. Um, if you got HBO Max and you haven't seen it, just go with it because you're already paid, paid the the nine ninety five a month. So you'll get your money's worth out of it, but no, nah, I, I really don't think that they should do any more of these. I just don't. It's because it's just it's just ruined for me.
2: Let me just say HBO exactly. Max is more expensive than that, bro. Yep. but you know, just oh just, is it? yeah, just oh, my, to keep it bad. keep it one hundred. <laughs> uh, but also. Um, I would say, like my review is just like, you know what i don't i mean like for review- movies like this, it's just like do you really need a review like you know who you are if you're gonna see this like you're just gonna go see it, and you know like it's i mean everybody knows who you are like i I like action films, sky likes action films, you know he's gonna watch it, maybe he doesn't like it, but he's gonna watch it, and you know like all of you are you know, who you know who you are, you're gonna watch it too. So I mean that's that's basically my review. Here's 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 what I would say. I, I I'm not mad that I watched it, but I probably
0: won't watch it again. As a whole film, no. I'll definitely YouTube third act, I mean, sure. But I'll not as a whole film, no. I will not watch this movie again.
1: No, I'm gonna watch it, yeah.
0: Um, just really quick. Remember at the end of King of the Monsters where Godzilla pretty much sunned everyone and they all bowed to him? Where were they during this fight? Because you would have thought they would have kind of joined to help out. Maybe he's like, the alpha is like, don't help me, I got this kind of thing, but... Or maybe Monarch has all all the other ones in containment. But they didn't say that, though. I mean, at the end of the last
2: film, he... It's probably a lot of stuff they didn't say. Like I said, this was not an explaining
0: movie. It was just like, let me advance the plot real quick. Speaking of length, apparently the director, is it Adam Wingard? Yeah. says he has, there's enough footage of this film to make a five-hour cut. (laughs) The Wingard cut. It's funny that we mentioned length here because... Remember, just a few weeks, months ago, the articles were circulating about the aircraft care scene was 18 minutes. Like, that fight scene was 18 minutes. And yes. I started my timer just so I could um, verify. And it was actually really only eight minutes. It was the third act that was a little longer than that. I'm curious if, in his five-hour cut, that aircraft scene, aircraft carrier scene would be that long. Like, what are some fight scenes that could have got the extension in? Apparently... Bro, no
1: thanks. I'm good. I'm good. No.
0: Yeah, I'm not watching that. But
2: leave it up to HBO Max to release that version later.
1: To yeah, because they got to they've got they got to justify it. They've got to find something to to keep people coming back for the. How much is it per month, Draper? Because I don't have Max. I don't have HBO Max. Fifteen, even or fifteen ninety nine. Because it sounds funnier if it's 15 I don't know.
2: I mean, I honestly like it's like I subscribe to everything. So it's just like a, a monthly, okay. you know, cable
1: bill basically. Okay, I gotcha. They got to keep people coming back. If they do it, I won't be surprised. Um, I'm not going to 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 watch it. I'll just wait for everybody to tell me how much how much it sucked or how just overboard it was. But you know what? But why just a five hour cut why for what
2: do you really trust people do you really trust people with like their opinion on like a five hour something like would you actually like listen to you know like most people who watched it
1: bro i don't even trust myself on a five hour long flight to like stay sane so absolutely not
0: by the way before we move on did you all catch the the paperboy callback that brian um he said
1: it's at the tip he of said my god i hate this place yeah yeah what is he that said was cool. that what, was cool. wait wait did he, did he say i hate this place or i hate it
0: here no he said he said god, god i hate this place okay okay because in 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 atlanta you know he was at the jail and he was like right. god i hate this place <laughs> The last thing that I want to say is there was a
2: minor role at the very beginning inside of the Kong enclosure, and there was like the blurred, the black nerd guy who came up to, you know, the the main character lady, uh, Eileen or whatever her name was. And, and like, I'm, I'm kind of getting tired of like the, the black nerd archetype where it's just like, Oh, I'm super smart. This, that, and the other. And I'm very apprehensive about things. You know, like I feel like that black nerd archetype is, is kind of taking off. Like the kid from, uh, Jurassic Park and like, uh, Detective Pikachu. Yeah, I mean, like, he's, world, yeah. he's in danger of being, like, really just typecast in that role forever. You know, that same, you know, type of role. Yeah. And I feel like that's the the go-to representation. Like, let's show the black smart guy who's, like, a nerd who's not, like, super-duper aggro or anything else like that.
1: Slightly agoraphobic. Right? Yeah, slightly agoraphobic. Yeah.
0: Okay. Let's move on to... Falcon, Winter Falcon Soldier. and the Winter Soldier. Hey. So I think we we only talked about the first episode, right? So we so we didn't talk about the second. Don't forget, this will be spoiled. So leave now if you haven't watched the show. There's a lot to say, but also not a lot to say still. Obviously, with the second episode we got introduced to Isaiah Bradley and his grandson, who right. would become Patriot, I believe, later on. Right. I think I said Isaiah Washington in a, in a previous show, and I made a mistake on that.
2: Isaiah Black White History recently. Month. Let's 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 respect both of these kings,
0: Isaiah Washington and Isaiah Bradley. I think Isaiah Washington was a guy I went to school with too, so that's why it just it just hit me in the brain differently that time when I said it. But anyway, how do you guys feel about Bradley being introduced?
1: I liked it, and and you know everything that I've seen so far. You know we're three three episodes in now, and the way that they're doing this. I think that it is it is very hard to pace um, these very short but very intense series that piggyback off of everything from the MCU, mm-hmm. right? and I think that what I'm seeing from from what they've done so far with Falcon and Winter Soldier is that they are doing this with so much uh, talent, as far as the writing and as far as the pacing of. The action, the you know, the ex, the, the exposition, everything that they've done so far, um, you know, mixing in a lot of the elements of the real world politic and doing it in a way where it's not like okay, we're trying to we're trying to you know be uh, cognizant of what's really going on, but they're doing it in a way where it's not forced. There, it's really really flavored with just the right amount of spice to where oh wow, you know, they're not trying to make it right. They could have gone one way and said oh you know after the blip right after the 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 infinity rapture you know everybody comes back you know people are more cognizant and, and much more uh you know much more euphoric and about respecting each other no 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 it's not like that it's like no everybody's come back but you've been gone for 5 years and you know people have been taking advantage of the system right and they're they're bringing it back in, in in a manner where this is actually very believable right yeah. even though you know you're in this cinematic universe it is it's believable you can actually see that wow like this is actual this, these are actual people right instead of just focusing on the hero element that's what i like so much about it and and the way that they introduced um you know his character was it was heavy but it wasn't done in in in, in such a way where it was just like a Ka-chong. like, oh, my God, like, it's it's just this earth-sharing moment. It's like, wow, holy shit, like, there's this is deep,
0: and I like that. And I like that he still maintains his super strength, so it kind of, you know, it's been hinted at that Cap is not really dead, that he's just not working. I'm curious. I'm sure he's not going to come back in this show, but he's still out there. Like, I'm an old man, but I'm still Captain America, you know? I still got these hands, bitch. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm excited about. There's a rumor that Marvel is preparing a Young Avengers movie. So we already have the Patriot here. Scarlet Witch is looking for her children. Spider Man, of course. Miss Marvel's coming out, and of course, they're also preparing a Nova movie or TV show.
2: And and I think it's quite obvious Nova. that like Patriot has has got some swag because he he was he he was acting like he was gonna you know follow up on some threats he was like yeah i said y'all can get out oh of here yeah now. that's a good point
0: that's a good you point. know what i'm
2: saying he was just like you know like he he was acting like he could really back back his 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 tough talk up and so he was like all right well you know what i'm saying if my if i if say say
0: it's cool you know what i'm saying i won't have i won't bust y'all ass because like he was he was a teenager right i mean he's just like y'all can leave now <laughs> it's not like you're not scared or starstruck yeah. with these with heroes who have gone against thanos you're like we can do this the easy way or the hard way
1: we can do this the hard way (laughs) the choice is young
0: (laughs) yeah i really like third episode really great action in that one and it was really great to see sharon back yeah
1: seeing sharon in the way that that sharon has gotten jaded and and very sour um i like it i honestly really like that because you know i want to go back to the point that i made earlier is that you're really seeing that these are not altruistic agencies that you're working for, right? You know, American foreign policy is still American foreign policy, um, and these agencies that she worked for still considered her to be an expendable asset. Um, and, and seeing that she was not, um, she was not about the bullshit was really cool, and I liked it. You know that she's you know gone more or less become this this off, off the grid former operative that has been disavowed um and has basically been like hey yo fuck the system fuck the world if you can't do for me you know and you can't back me up you know i'll get my own and i
2: like y'all that. are sitting up here saying it's good to see sharon back and i'm thinking like man sharon is sus i was happy to see zemo back
0: <laughs> true, true no zemo is cool for true. sure and I like that he's 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 a full-on baron. Yeah, man, he's got right. he got like he that bane coat. Crispy. The bane coat. He's got that coat like
1: Bane. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah Zemo's looking crisp. Uh, I, he, the men's got, and it was funny because he was like, "Hold up, you know, you know, you've been rich this whole time." He's like, "I'm a baron, dude. I've just been locked up in jail."
0: And his uh, his uh, butler looked like uh prince andrew just on, on his deathbed i'm like bro oh, you can't, come on. You can't was, get you a, know, a
2: younger butler brother? you got them liver spots on the side of his head and stuff i mean you know
0: i'm saying you couldn't get Damn. a better actress i mean actor i mean jarvis was at least young in agents of uh, shield and you're that rich just get someone else. No, nah, man, you don't Let's just be throwing time. away old people like that. Come on, cuz, like that dude yes, raised him, you know? No, you can, well, not, not, you can, throw you can away, give but him let, like let, a let pension, go like, retire. go, yeah, retire, bro. Like, it's the thing, it's the thing about these movies now, it seems like, as Sky said, if you're a vendor, you're not getting paid. If you're a government agent, you're getting, you know, you're, you're expendable. And if you're rich, you can't just get a pension and retire. Yeah, but, but I would say that it's like, it's, it's like, I mean, at this point, it's like Shawshank
2: Redemption, you know, where they've been institutionalized so much that they can't see themselves doing nothing else. It's like, even if you were just like, man, you too old, you dropping the T and everything. And it's just like, but sir, I don't want to retire. It'd be, it'd be like, like that type of shit. I
1: didn't think very much about Andy Dufresne when I first saw him.
0: <laughs> There's a Six Degrees of Shawshank with uh, our next show, but I'll get into that later. You guys have anything else to say? There is I I do want to do a connection to the X-Men with this latest episode, and that is Madri Madrapur, that city. That is a city yeah. where mm. Wolverine went to.
2: Yeah. I mean, and I I just wondered where Madrapur is supposed to be, because you know, I saw signs in Cyrillic, uh, you know, hiragana, Kanakata, Hindi, everything, you know, like all the different types of signs. That's so hilarious. it's just like you know, it, it makes it sound like it's someplace in Indonesia or Malaysia or something else.
1: Probably like around in, in the in, in the what's real real world Indonesia, correct? Yeah, I'm assuming so. Okay.
2: Yeah, I mean, I had a couple of things to 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 kind of say. Like the when the second episode started, and like we got that John Walker you know scene and he was being introduced mm-hmm. and having the good morning america interview and everything i was like he got like the super duper oh, black blackity black swagged band. out like yeah. you know hbcu band intro like you know like like new orleans jazz funeral vibes you know like he was he got this swaggy intro and no, i'm just totally like why right. he
1: you're get totally this right. you know what i'm saying yeah they called up grambling state and said hey you, you guys interested in doing uh, a little work for disney i
0: mean well yeah man i was you know i was was real mad about that that high school could be an all-black high school and he could be that one white guy that goes there he's got black friends he's got
2: he's got black friends for sure he's got a black wife or love interest
0: or or something what's even crazier now is that that actor what's his name Wyatt 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 Russell Russell. he's receiving death threats yeah playing Captain America yeah which is just insane crazy man
2: yeah, and and yeah. obviously I feel like they're setting you know John Walker up for like this you know to be a heel right. to be hated, you know it's like Joffrey the actor who played Joffrey getting death threats. It's like come on, like
0: yeah, like come come on. I mean, you might as well give James old Jones death threats for being Darth Vader. Like I like, come on, how far is this gonna go?
2: Yeah, I mean, just some, some things that, that are setting this guy up to be like, you know, the bad, like the bad, the big bad guy. He's just like, or not the big bad, but like the intermediate bad, someone that's kind of hate, you know, like there's that scene, you know, like at the hospital where he's just like, oh, who got you guys out of here? Me. And he points at himself and he's smiling and he's just like, yeah, I'm the government, you know, like this whole thing where it's just like come on like and then and then like right after that you know and they get out of the police station or the hospital or whatever it was and like he hits the sirens and he's just like sitting there like fucking with people by like playing with the sirens and everything it's just like oh you're setting this guy up to be like such a villain like who has fun with people like for sure
0: but y'all are gonna send him death threats for it it's just it's so stupid well
1: it's mind boggling to the point where you know you've got these fan bases and, you know, and, and honestly, let's be real about it. You've got a lot of, um, there's a lot of white men that see themselves as cap that are actually more like not cap. <laughs> um, and, and you can fill in the blanks there. Um, and, in a lot of that, it foments itself in a lot of different ways. Um, but you know, and I don't want to go too far off. Uh, kilter with it, but it, it's. I'll, it suffices to say it, it, that it's just so sad and so absolutely outlandish that people take it to that level where this man is acting in the role that he's supposed to act, the way that he's written. um And it's you know, and you've seen it, like you said, you you see it in all these different iterations of of, of movies and, and uh, properties over the last several years. That you know, people and and when it comes to the virtuous white hero they don't like that virtuous white hero being supplanted by something that does not pass their sniff test and when that happens they right. they will go all out and have no qualms about making sure that the person that's acting in a fictional role how 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 in their fucking feelings that they are about it and it's just gross
0: it's it's hilarious that they don't get the fucking point that he's not there for you to like him. That's the point. Like, I understand that, you know, Bucky wants to beat him up and take the shield. It isn't like he they want to kill right. him, but they want to take the shield. But y'all are so... I Like, what... What, where's 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 the logic in the no movie? it's just the
2: internet just like outrage factory you know like and it just spins and spins until like the centrifugal force or centripetal force or which, whichever one it is just like Fair. gets out of control sure. and then somebody sure. crosses that, that makes line sense. That
1: makes and when sense. the momentum snowballs it's, it's, it's yeah mad. when the momentum snowballs sure
2: we're like memeing at first we're memeing at first and then like it goes beyond memes because someone has to take it there. You know, like it's just like uh, someone wants to be
1: noticed, yeah. yeah, it's it's gross.
0: I think the scene with Sam was interesting because they started off harassing him and ended up arresting Bucky. I,
2: I did also notice something about that Isaiah Bradley scene inside of the house. Um, where they start talking about how like, oh, n- nobody could take out this guy that was wilding out in Korea, you know, the winter soldier. Um, but then they dropped me in there. And it's just like it it, it yeah. gave me this throwback to the other um the other uh film that we we talked about a right. little bit under the wire. Um where where th- there was that moment where he says like the black soldier goes where other soldiers can't. Where the kind of like super duper American, Captain America, white, you know, you know, this those soldiers can't go because they're not trusted. So like they dropped this this black GI, quote this black GI off in this bar in Goyang. Yeah, totally. And yeah, like then, you know, like th- that to me, it had the shades of like the same kind of idea, you know, right. the same kind of theory there.
1: Yeah, and and I and I you know, to to follow up on what you were saying about that scene is that you know, again, they they're doing this in such a manner where they're making sure that people can get and grasp um, the plausibility of it, right? Of course, we're still talking about superheroes. We're talking about you know a, a a comic book spawned universe, but the thing that I'm really you know very happy about and and very pleasantly pleased is with the original vision of what stan lee had for what marvel was supposed to be which is you know we're not going to shy away from you know social issues we're not going to shy away from the fact that you know you've got this guy that went up against you know Mm. one of the baddest mfs in the, the the known universe and he still has to worry about police harassment, right? Because even look, the way that they they you know they were saying, hey, hey is this guy bothering you? When they were having a heated argument outside of Isaiah's house, and they come back, true. And they say, oh, uh, Mr. Barnes, I'm sorry, you know, there's a warrant for your arrest, and they take him very, very gently, right? Whereas when they were trying to get him to calm, when they're trying to get when they're trying to get Falcon to calm down. You know, these cops already had their their service uh, weapons unsnapped, right? They had their hands ready to draw down on them. So that's something that that I think that you know these are these are minor things that maybe they they might kind of slip under the radar for some people. But this is real life. Like this is still Baltimore. This is a city that has one of the most corrupt police forces. Um, you know, in, in in you know recent times, as it has been, come to find out, right? And they incorporated that into the writing, and I think that that's really, really amazing that they're able to do that with such, uh, with such subtlety, but but also putting it in your face. I like that.
2: Speaking of that scene where the, the they come up and they're trying to get um, Falcon, and they're saying, "Is is this guy bothering you or whatever?" And then they come back and say, "Oh, sorry, Mister Wilson, or whatever." it kind of reminded me of that real life story of like the cop you know uh racially profiling the the state's right. attorney of like Florida and like pulling over the state's attorney and she's like looking out out of the car like just like oh yeah l- let me get your badge number because i was not doing anything wrong and he was like oh oh, oh, yeah. oh, oh, oh you're you're this person oh i'm sorry i i didn't
0: mean it you know you, you yeah. like like that whole vibe that i got it's it's the most stuff right it's Mr. Nigger, nigga nigga I think I'm gonna play that, like that as, our, as our closing song today. <laughs> it's a good, dope song. Yeah. Okay, um, yeah, do you guys have anything else? We're 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 almost at an hour now. Do you guys want to move on to? No, yeah, yeah. go
1: ahead. I'm, I'm I have nothing to add because I haven't even seen it. So you guys go go for it.
2: I would say that just one more thing on Falcon. Mm-hmm. Sharon is sus.
1: <laughs> What's going on? I think I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna put a theory out there. I'm gonna put a theory out there. I think from what I've seen, Sharon is either working with the power broker or is the power broker. My thoughts. You know what I'm saying? She knew
2: where ex- exactly where to get this, you know, where to find the scientist and like everything else like that. She's got the car pulling up. She's like, yeah, we got problems, yeah. you know, this, that, and the problems. other. Because now the scientist is dead. Yeah. Like, she's yeah. sus. And, and she's living like, she's living well, she's crazy living in, yeah, on, on she's the high in side high of, of, right? of, of like right? Madripoor. She's court.
1: living in Hightown, right? She's got the penthouse.
0: Yeah. She's, she's a local right now.
1: Yeah, she's, she's got, she's, you know, she's dealing, Um, you know, stolen antiquities. She's got a party going on at the club. That's her party. Come on, bruh. Like, you can't tell me, you can't tell me that Sharon is not in on it. She's in on it.
2: And, and 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 she's she's so close to like the super soldier serum and the whole yeah. story of that all that that it, it stands the reason that she would be interested in you know that aspect of you know, like redeveloping it and seeing like how it worked and like all this other stuff, given her closeness to the That's the major that. players.
0: Cap threw her away. Captain in uh come back for her. Ooh. went back to go. Mess with his her aunt threw her away, the government Ooh. threw her away. That is a motive. Ooh. That is a motive.
1: Hey, hell have no fear like a woman scorn and and you know I mean think about how like can you imagine getting like getting getting just curved. Curved for your aunt? For your aunt, bruh. Your aunt that you saw die, bruh.
0: <laughs> let's let's be real though, I mean Peggy Peggy Carter is Peggy Carter was bad. Bad. she she was bad. Even 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 draining peggy carter in Endgame was bad oh for sure sam simpson as they getting played man he just believed anybody man <laughs> oh let's talk about that yeah, whole I, that whole hypothetical scene with him and <laughs> bucky that was funny to be <laughs> right hypothetically <So> <laughs> right what if this <laughs> so good right it's yeah
1: I, you know and go ahead i got like i said that's That's, that's what, that is why I'm so, so excited for this series, because they're doing this the way that it should be done. They're putting a lot, they're they're putting out the right pace of expository information for, you know, revealing the different layers to all the characters. You know, you're bringing in a lot of these callbacks and then also these other tertiary elements from the rest of the expanded universe. And they're doing it in a way where I think that people that are the fans of the MCU and the fans of the, you know, old school classic comic universe, people that are watching this from all sides. I don't know where you would find a complaint as far as the, the the ability for them to actually bring in the continuity. And the fact that you've got somebody from the Dora Milaje that showed up at the very end of the last episode, that shit was fire as hell.
2: Build up. That was, And then they hit that, that little sound right? effect,
0: that little Wakanda sound effect, and I was just
1: like, yes! <laughs> Love it. Oh, Love that it. shit was
0: so Love bad. it. I didn't, I didn't realize, but she was in Wonder Woman. She was one one of the Amazonian black women. Yeah, Wonder she men.
1: was. She was.
0: I'm I'm very excited because I mean we kind of got the Cat versus Black Panther thing in Civil War, but yeah, you know in Civil War when she walked up on Black Widow like move or you will be moved, we didn't really get to see her do all that she she could because she's like she's Black Panther's like chief bodyguard I believe even though. Yeah. okoya is like is the general of the army that lady is the chief bodyguard so she is one of the most badass fighters in wakanda and so if she's in this more i'd love to see her you know fight bucky or you know she would she would destroy sam i, I would imagine but bucky against yeah. her would be really cool cool to see and just seeing like you know she's using those beads Yo. what what kind of technology could she incorporate into her fighting style as well i'm very very curious to see what see what they do with her oh, no doubt. yeah she was yeah. the wasn't she was... the she was the voice actress for that main hyena in the lion king too right if, I, if i'm not mistaken
2: i didn't see her imdb but you're I'm, probably
0: right i'm pretty sure that's her
1: you might you might be right i am
0: like 99 sure that was her
1: as well she's bad yeah well bad
0: all right let's go to invincible so this will be short because sky hasn't watched it i don't want to spoil it but you know this is this is based on the comic by robert kirkland who did the walking dead very adult stuff and the the first thing that you notice is is just the voice cast you know who the voice cast is right sky
1: for this actually i do not know okay
0: <laughs> it's everybody from the walking dead
1: <laughs> oh okay so there it is
0: <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. kind of steven yin plays the titular character and he is the son of an of omni-man who is essentially like the superman of the world and he's voiced by jk right. simmons and his mother is sandra oh and I mean, just the whole cast of yeah, greats. But, but Beats I'm saying, like the, the
2: the Guardians, the whole Guardians are actual former, current members of
0: like The Walking Dead. Universe. Are they who's so, who's in it? I didn't, I, yeah. I didn't, I didn't check that. Uh, Saniqua Martin oh, Green right?
2: is yeah, right. um, in it, and um, yeah. let's see who else. Um, just, just basically, like everybody that is in the Guardians mm-hmm. that is actually in that mm-hmm. group was a former or current cast member of of. Um, Of the Walking Dead, Dead. Uh, but the interesting thing that I that I saw was um, John Hamm. John Hamm was uh, the security guard, Steve.
0: Oh, wow! Okay, for for such a a small role, that's that's yeah, yeah, yeah. I
2: thought that was funny. I was, I was, you know, they. I was surprised to see him in more
0: than one episode, though. So I don't know how it's going to go. And going back to our, um, I said there's a there's a six degrees of separation. Uh, Clancy Brown. Who was the warden in Shawshank Redemption? He is a voice actor in this show. Yeah, um, no
2: doubt. I noticed that too. But we also have a uh, Mark Mark Hamill.
0: Hamill. That's right. Yes, guy, you got to get, get on and this, bro. Mark Mar- Hamill. Yes, that's right. What? Yeah, yeah. They got
1: they got the goats in here, bro. Because look, say what you will, but but it, there's when it comes to the pantheon of of voice actors, man, like Mark Hamill is up there. He is up there. Um that guy is just a be I I love his voice acting work. You know, the 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 way that he was able to bring Joker to life in particular. I mean I'm sold. Oh's I but, but man I did not
0: know. Clancy Brown is oh, is yeah. my is my boy. I mean he is you know he's been Mr Krabs he's been of course Lex Luthor um for years. Yeah. He's the man. They got they got Jimo and Hanson that's right. From that's right. They got
2: um, Walton Goggins yeah. from all the Quentin Tarantino movies and and uh, Vice Principals, one of my faves. Um, and I like his character in the show too. Um, Zachary Quinto, who plays a uh, Spock in um, Star Trek, in the new Star Trek, and Siler in uh, whatever that show was called. The Do you Heroes. remember that show? Heroes. Heroes. Right. right. Uh, Seth Rogen. Oh yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah, so it's it's got it's got some some
0: good voice acting in there. Zazie beats. is good. And so, so far, the writing is really good. I'm I'm really engaged right now. I I was watching the show, the first episode. I think you know, for folks who haven't watched it, you'll watch this episode, the first one, and you'll be like, "Man, this this is adult. This isn't really not really a big deal. This just seems fine enough." And that post credit scene lets you know, <laughs> <laughs> lets you know this ain't for kids yeah this is not and, at and, all for kids the way that
2: they're doing the post-credit, post-credit scene seems like so derivative because it's not just like like they don't let you hang long enough you know like they're obviously it's so funny because you know the DC, the dcu wants to um do like post-credit scenes but they don't want to seem like they're copying too much off of marvel mm-hmm you know but whatever this is just said you know what let's just do a post-credit scene but they don't let you hang long enough it's only like a two-panel credit and then they bring you right back in
0: yeah it's yeah they 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 post the credits for a second and then they have like a full like sometimes five minutes of a whole story element and you're like oh wow i mean it definitely gets me excited for what's going to happen next but it's not Marvel yeah. for sure, but
2: but it definitely just seems like it was just part of the episode, and they just decide. What if we just put Cut this it. one after yeah, the practical. credits yeah, exactly. just to fake fake
0: people exactly
2: out. totally. Let everyone know that it is on Amazon Prime. Yeah, okay, I gotta give on you it. Could torrent it. Yeah, I mean let's let's assume the best about our <laughs> audience um, that you know <laughs> um, you can find it. You can find this on Amazon Prime, just like you can find. Uh, con- I mean. Godzilla vs. Kong on uh, on HBO Max and in theaters,
1: or elsewhere.
0: You could come to Korea. The theaters are open here. Yeah, I mean, uh, don't you still
2: have to wait two weeks uh, in quarantine when you come into Korea?
0: Yeah,
1: you do. I don't know if it's worth it Not for Godzilla, but that, that, that IMAX for me is hot.
0: Not for Godzilla, no. Um, but I'm trying. I'm trying to think. I'm trying to think. What are what are some films this year that I really want to see in IMAX? I guess the Eternals for sure. Spider-Man, of course, Spider-Man, of course. Um, what else is coming out? I mean, Black Black Widow, I don't know if it has enough to really, I mean, I'll see it in IMAX just because I see all Marvel films in IMAX, but I don't know if it'll be such on a grand scale that I would really need it like that. I haven't watched any trailers, so I don't know what it looks like yet. And you guys will be
2: able to catch Black Widow on
0: Disney Plus for, for the legal option.
1: For the legal, for the legal option.
0: For, for $30. <laughs> I guess you know what though. I think Black Widow so far is the only film that, like, I would bring friends over, and we would pull together that thirty bucks to watch that film. I would; it would be worth that for me. Like, like Mulan wasn't worth that. Raya and the Dragon. Um, I haven't watched it either. Haven't I? Didn't wa- I haven't watched that yet? I do want to watch Same. it. Um, I want to watch it in theaters though. Like, it's it's out in theaters here. Like, some of my some of my kids have watched it. I, my students have watched it, and they they've enjoyed it. Yeah, I've I want to catch I, I them, do want to catch that. that. I've, I've
1: heard. heard- I, I've, I've heard 60-40, 60 being, hey, it's pretty good, then 40 being like, it was like, meh, but not bad.
2: I feel like a lot of times when whenever you have, like, Disney or any of these major studios try to do something with a um, non-white lead, um, you're going to get, you know, one side, you're going to have people that think, oh, this is just SJW bullshit, and on the other hand, you're going to get people that are looking to be mad about Representation not right. being correct in yeah. some way, um, and that's where you get your forty percent. You know of the people, like it's mixed yeah. among that group. On like one side, this isn't representative enough. On one other side, it's just like ah, this is bullshit. Why are you doing this? Just give me my white Cinderella or whatever, you know. Um, and then like then most people in the
1: middle are just gonna right. Kind of and they're going to take it for what it is and and really you know get past all of that. And I think that that's a really, really good overall uh, a synopsis of what you're seeing. Yeah, it's, it's a good it's a good overall distribution of what you're seeing, and the people that do have smoke to blow about these types of properties and these types of uh, these types of, of you know uh, casting for these roles, you know, it, it, it's basically really reflective of what you are seeing in, in overall demographic shifts um, and the fact that. You have had an industry that for so long hasn't been able to kind of shoot the shit and get past a lot of these really, really heavy, um, you know, not not able to ignore or turn away social issues that really do affect because these are real people. Right. These these people act. It's their job, but they're still real people you know. after, you know, after they call cut and what you're seeing now from that 40% that do have that you know smoke to blow is it's a lot of this this guard angle, like, well, I don't want to see this. I, I just want to watch the movie and just have a good time because that's that's what you're able to do. You're able to have a good time at everybody else's expense <laughs> because you don't have to deal with this shit, right? So that's, that's really yeah. what it's all about. It's about the fact that, you know, okay, I, I, we're putting it in this film. You're going to watch this film because you're either bringing yourself and your 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 friend or your kid to watch this and now you can't turn away. So what what are you going to do about it now? And even though that might not be the this grand you know altruistic thing that a lot of these these uh, these companies and a lot of these filmmakers are trying to do, it can't be avoided anymore, right? One and then two, let's be real. It, it sells tickets. It sells tickets. And I hate to, to reduce it to that, but that's what a lot of these uh, filmmakers have started to do in in a certain, to a certain extent. Not all of them and, and not, not to the point where it's overboard, but it does sell tickets because, you know, people are getting on board with the woke train to a certain extent where it does get tropey at times, but progress is progress i suppose
2: yeah there's so many people that say that want to jump jump up and down and and stomp their feet and say keep your politics out of entertainment and everything else like that just like i saw uh that uh major league baseball pulled the all-star game out of atlanta because of georgia's new um restrictive voting laws uh jim crow is back Um, Yeah. And then uh, a lot of people in the comments were just like, keep your politics out of my entertainment. It's sports, you know, this, that and the other. And it's just like you don't realize that it was political before. You don't realize that movie studios had politics and says, no, we can't put this. We can't have this person be the main character. Let's put a white person in there. You know, that was political and that was always political, you know, so um you're saying keep your politics out but it's just like you know what it's just that things are changing and there's always going to be politics and yeah. you're entertaining. and keep no in what. mind
1: that these are the same people that are from the fuck your feelings crowd that For are sure. saying this right the same cry- crying I mean, absolutely melting losing snowflakes their losing their shit so you know b i think that that this is really part and parcel of what you are seeing and the reason why um, you know, shows like this, you know we're not trying to blow smoke up you guys tailpipes or anything. We don't want you guys to fall for the banana on the tailpipe. but at the same time, you know you're not gonna hear you're not gonna hear this kind of stuff unless you've got people that that experience it on a day to day basis tell you about it. Um, and so you know, my shout out, you know personally to, to to the entire audience out there is that we appreciate it. you know, we appreciate that you tune in whether you are blurred or whether you just enjoy uh, this content that you guys really do, you know, absorb the fact that, you know, we love these, these genres, we really get into it and, and it and it's, you know, fun. And it's something that we do have a passion for, but when it's all said and done, this is still stuff that's very important, you know, socially, uh, politically, and, and even to an extent economically for people to really recognize. So we, we, we love you guys for it and we love you guys sticking with us.
0: Yeah. I, couldn't say it better. All right. Well, I think we should close it out
2: here. No, I, I can. I mean, like, if you, if you give me more time, and, and next next week, I'm sure we're going to talk yeah. so much more about Zemo's oh, and trip. Like, but
0: wow. I mean, come on, <laughs> Daniel brule <laughs> Come dude, on, that dude.
1: Was man, he was shining, shining.
0: I was pretty ambivalent about his inclusion in this show, but once once yeah, this same. episode came out, I was I was very happy he was here. I mean, basically, Absolutely
1: he
2: became he Red here. Reddington from right? The Blacklist. <laughs> you know, like, he's you know, like, he, he went from being like, dusty-ass, like, you know, terrorist who's mad about, you know, his country being fucked up or whatever, to like, oh, I'm actually Red Reddington. I know all the bad guys, and I'm just flying around jet-setting being a total badass. So, like, we can get more into Zemo and, and, and how his his, his turn has, has made me a, a bit more of a
1: fan. I'm with that.
0: Um, I'm not sure if we're going to have a collective show next week. Um, Just let everyone know, once again, I'm going to do a Mortal Kombat review next week. It'll probably drop during the weekend. It'll be a spoiler-free review, and then I'll add some spoilers to it. I'm not sure if I'll have guests on or not. It'll just be me or someone else. We might take a break collectively and then come back two weeks later. I need to catch up on some teacher license assignments. And so, yeah. Thank you guys very much for listening. Again, we are on Facebook at B-L-E-R-D-U-P. We're on Instagram at B-L-E-R-D-P-R-U-P and on Twitter at B-L-E-R-D. You check out our partner's website, blur.com. Really great, great stuff coming down the pipe there. All right, y'all. Peace. Hola. Later like way back in the day, yo, way yo, everybody say, everybody say ho, everybody say ho, everybody say ho, and check it out now, who is the cat eating out on the town, to make the whole diner room turn their head around, Mr. Nigga. Nigga, nigga, he got the speakers in the trunk with the bass on crump. Who be riding up in the high-rise elevator? Other tenants who be praying he ain't the new neighbor, Mr. Nigga.
1: Nigga, nigga,
0: they try to play him like the chump, cause he got what they want. He under 30 years old, but already he's...